This is episode 18 of Everyday Wellness, Cosmetic Acupuncture for Healthy Skin with Dr. Constance Bradley. I'm Dr. Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist, here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, nurse practitioner and functional nutritionist. Let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. We are so excited to to have Dr. Constance Bradley um, here with us this afternoon. She is actually a nationally board certified acupuncturist and owner of Scottsdale Integrative Acupuncture in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is one of my favorite places to visit. Um, In her practice, she integrates ancient wisdom of the East with evidence-based medicine of the West in order to deliver effective, non-invasive, and holistically-minded treatments. She specializes in advanced cosmetic facial rejuvenation treatments, where she focuses on well-being of the entire person in order to bring forth timeless beauty that radiates from the inside out. She is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy, the University of Colorado Boulder, and the University of Utah. She is an Air Force veteran and a former professor of philosophy at the Air Force Academy. Welcome, Dr. Bradley. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to have you here, and it's it's interesting. I know that we had connected beforehand, um, but I, you know, one of the things I'm definitely going to want to hear more about is the um, facial rejuvenation treatments. Which I think in this day and age, when there are so many options available for people, I love the idea of something that is um, timeless and uh, something that's beneficial that doesn't uh, doesn't mean that we're injecting our body with foreign substances. Absolutely. I'm, that's, it's my favorite treatment and I'm so excited to, to talk to you about it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, let's just dive in. Before we get into uh, the good stuff about that, we do want to know a little bit about how you became interested in health and wellness and, and also how you switched from a career in the Air Force um, working for the military. I know that it tends to be a fairly <laughs> conventional medical environment to the Absolutely. <laughs> to doing that's a, that's a great question. <laughs> um, it, it's a question that I get actually all the time because there seems to be this disconnect between my previous life in the Air Force and what I do now. Um, But actually, it was my journey in the Air Force, which brought me to this integrative um, modality. I was in the Air Force for 12 years, and I was a professor of theoretical biology at the Air Force Academy. And so I have a very Western-minded background. I've always been interested in life sciences and biological sciences. So it wasn't that far of a leap to think that I would be interested in helping people this way. However, um, while I was in the Air Force, I was the coach of the Air Force triathlon team, and I was a triathlete and very dedicated to the um, Ironman distance triathlon. And I had chronic knee and hip problems, never took care of myself, never really did any stretching or anything like that. This was was a long time ago, long before um, really self-care became at the, the forefront of sports medicine. And I had a severe injury where I pretty much tore all of the cartilage from under my kneecap and tore a a major ligament in my hip. And I was told um, at the ripe old age of 28 by every 
orthopedic surgeon who I saw that I needed both a hip and a knee replacement oh my and that I would never get back to running. I would never have this life again of, um, you know, being a, being an athlete. And for me, it, I was, I was devastated and I thought pretty much my life was, was over as I knew it. And I didn't see the value in having these really, really extensive surgeries if I was never going to get back to where I was. So I, I thought to myself, I'll, I'll take one year and I will really just try to do something. I don't know what. And if I can't fix myself or get better in a year, then I'll, then I'll have the surgery. And it was just luck. Um, one day I was having a massage and the massage therapist suggested both acupuncture and yoga to me. And at this point in time, again, this was back in like, you know, the early 2000s, it was, it was almost like she suggested, Hey, why don't you go eat some moon rocks? You might get better because <laughs> there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't yoga on every corner. And I had to drive about 90 miles in order to find an acupuncturist. Oh my gosh. But, wow. um, I, I thought, I'll, you know, I'll do anything and because at that point I couldn't even walk without limping. So I, I just wanted to walk without, without being, um, an obvious pain. And when I first saw the acupuncturist, um, I, I loved it because she was, you know, she asked me all these questions about my hip and my knee, my injury, but she also asked me these other questions, which no one had ever asked me before, such as what's your diet like? And what's your digestion like? And I noticed you have, you know, really bad acne, like what's going on there? What's the connection at first? I'm like, lady, I'm here for my knee. But then (laughs) I, I really started to like, to make the connection. It was the first time anyone had sort of put the whole picture together for me. So um, within about a month of treatment, I was able to walk normally again. And within a year I was back out on my, on my bike and I was back running. Um, And so that the acupuncture in tandem with yoga really opened a whole new door for me. And I thought whenever I get out of the air force, I want to learn this so that I can, I can do this for other people. I can maybe show someone you don't have to get surgery. Maybe you can try something else first before you, before you go down that road. Wow. Well, your experience clearly connects the dots between your Air Force history and what you're doing now. And I just can't imagine being told at 28 that you're essentially going to need a surgery we hope to never have, but at least not into our 70s, perhaps 80s. Um, And to go from that to back to your normal, vibrant self, that is powerful medicine. Absolutely. It It was essentially life changing for me in so many respects. And it's really interesting. I mean, almost every guest comes on and and there's been some type of sentinel event, some type of event that has, you know, changed the course of their lives uh, so profoundly. And and I think, you know, this is this is the way things were meant to be. But I'm sure when you were 28, and you initially got that news. I'm sure that was profoundly distressing. But to know that your life has evolved in such a beautiful path since then is really inspiring. Absolutely. At the time, it was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. But looking back, I now think it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cynthia and I were reviewing your website and materials, and we loved your quote that said, I'm on a mission to empower you to take charge of your health so that you can get the most out of life. I mean, it seems like it, that's exactly what you did, and we really love that. But I'm wondering if, if that experience is how that mission arose. Absolutely. So much of how I approach my practice and how I approach my interactions with my patients is rooted in my own experience. Again, when I was 
when I was in my 20s, I, I, I had this really terrible acne. My face was covered in cystic acne. And I saw every doctor that you could imagine it was prescribed every topical, every antibiotic, almost all the way up through Accutane. And no answers were found. And I just felt, I felt hopeless. And the same when I got hurt, I saw every doctor, everyone pretty much said, yeah, you just need surgery and you're never going to get back to where you were. And this was really in the age before there was a lot of information available on the internet. But I remember just feeling so hopeless and so alone. And I just couldn't, like, I felt like no one was on my side. And I, and I couldn't have the information available to even be on my own side. So what I really like to do in my practice is remember that feeling where I came from and hopefully I can share my knowledge that I've gained over the years with my patients so that they don't have to feel alone or they don't feel like they have um, a lack of information. So I'm, I'm always so happy to share all the information I've gained and all the tips and tricks with my patients so that they walk out the door not only feeling better from the acupuncture or the treatment that I did, but they have a whole wealth of resources that they've gained and they feel like, yeah, now I can be in charge of my own health. And that's really key is empowering them to take charge of their health. I think that, you know, a a lot of Western medicine, and I say this, you know, as a Western medicine trained provider, um, it's a very kind of passive relationship with our patients that, you know, they come in, they tell us a symptom, we write a prescription, they go home. Um, Whereas I, I think a lot of the, you know, functional complementary therapies that are out there, uh, really, you know, there's a, a much more proactive, um, you know, relationship that we have with our with our patients or our clients, and so I, I think that that you know, people are choosing to to use acupuncture or they're choosing to you know go a functional route uh, as opposed to traditional Western medicine. So there's much more buy-in. I find that compliance is better, certainly better than when I was doling out prescriptions like they were candy, which is what I feel like the bulk of my my day was, um, you know, in cardiology. I was just writing prescriptions all day long. But I'd love for you to touch on, I know that you have a clinic in Scottsdale um, and, and online programs, and you've been able to work with thousands of, of patients. What have you seen as the major determinants of health in your, you know, clinical experience? Um, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, the number one thing that I see that really impacts overall health and, and sort of like this, this unhealth or disease state um, is inflammation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like many of the things that I see like skin conditions or um, internal medicine conditions, infertility, even, you know, joint pain, sports medicine, all have this root of sort of a low key inflammation. And whether that whether it's a genetic predisposition to this or oftentimes what I see is it's environmental. Um, mm-hmm. The way that we live our lives, the way that, um, that we eat really play into um, how, we, how we feel and how we look. And that's a big piece of what I do with my patients is I have them break down their, their diet and what, what they're doing every day in order to, you know, either increase the inflammation in their body or decrease the inflammation in their body. And I feel like, you know, if we can, if we can operate at a little bit less <laughs> level of inflammation, sort of reduce that out of the body, then we always look and feel better. Yeah. And I think it's so amazing how that look and feel often go together so closely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, I, I know that you provide so much amazing free content on your website. 
Um, and I feel like we could go in a number of different directions here. You talk a lot about self-care and sleep and food and inflammation, like you just mentioned, and skincare. But you know, I think our audience and selfishly, Cynthia and I, <laughs> very, very interested in hearing more about um, the cosmetic acupuncture and facial rejuvenation. So can you tell us about what that means and then what it practically looks like in your clinic? Yes, absolutely. So um, whenever I think a lot of us hear the word cosmetic acupuncture, we immediately think this must be something that Americans invented in Beverly Hills. <laughs> but <laughs> actually, this treatment is as old as Chinese medicine itself. It was originally mentioned in the classical Chinese textbooks over 2,000 years ago. So essentially, nothing is new under the sun. Everyone has always wanted to look and feel amazing. Um, this was initially a treatment that was reserved for the emperor and empress and members of the royal family. Um, wow. Because again, you know, looking and feeling vibrant was associated with power. So um, a lot of the ancient Chinese herbal formulas were geared towards making your hair lustrous and shiny and long, as well as making your skin look soft and, and um, without a lot of lines. So transferring that in today's world, it's the same thing. We're doing nothing different than what was mentioned in the, client, the Chinese text. But what makes this treatment different in today's world from other treatments available is that it's a total body treatment. Mm -hmm. I often ask my clients, um, look, there's a difference between looking 10 years younger and, the, and also looking and feeling 10 years younger. Like when was the last time you felt revitalized and energized when you got up out of bed and you had enough energy to do everything that you wanted to do in your day. And you, you know, you, you had, a, you felt comfortable exercising, you had a good night's sleep. So all of that goes together with having smooth skin and not having dark circles under your eyes and not having breakouts. So I, I try to, to put that all together for them and say, I'm not just going to focus on your face. I'm going to focus on your total body. Because everything that's showing up on your face right now, whether it's a wrinkle or an age spot or a, a blemish, is tied directly to what's going on inside your body right now. Yeah, that's so amazing. really powerful. Um, and there's no denying those connections. Like you said, they have a very, very long history. Um, and so you said it's a whole body kind of approach. So can you like walk us through what happens when someone comes in for a cosmetic acupuncture session with you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the first thing I do is I take a total health history and I talk to my patient about what their goals are. So some people just want to do preventive maintenance. Others have very specific things like, for example, the 11 eyes between the eyebrows um, or some sort of a you know, um, sagging skin, laxity in the jowls. So then I talk to them about um, what their expectations are and how cosmetic acupuncture can help them. Then I um, do body acupuncture, which I think is probably the most shocking thing to people that I, most of my new clients walk in and expect that I'm just going to stick needles in their face and call it a day. But it's the body acupuncture that's really sending more circulation, more fresh, fresh oxygen and blood to the face. And that's also um, stimulating a parasympathetic response where you start to feel relaxed and calm and everything works better in your body. Then I, um, then I do needling on the face. And again, it's not just as simple as, as poking a needle or two in the face. 
cosmetic acupuncture is very specific. One, because um, the face is different than any other part of the body. The way the skin and the muscles lay together is, is very special. So you have to sort of know what you're doing to get the needles in the right spot. And also, um, you know, if there's an art to it, you're trying to, you're trying to accomplish the goals that the, that the patient has in mind. And then, and then I let people rest for about 20 minutes. Most people also often fall asleep at this point with their needles in. And then I come back and I pull out all of the needles and I do some face cupping, facial cupping and some facial gua sha, which again, if you're not familiar with the treatment, you might think of cupping as um, the big purple spots that, that mm-hmm. Michael felt was on his back <laughs> when he swam in the Olympics. But the face cupping does not leave marks on the face. It's a wonderful treatment to, again, bring more circulation, more fresh oxygen and blood to the face. And it also drains out any puffiness that we may have, for example, from allergies or, you know, just some um, leftover interstitial fluid just hanging out underneath the eyes. And then facial gua sha. Again, if you're familiar with gua sha, if you've ever looked it up on the Internet, you might see some, some scary pictures of someone having gua sha on their back and it turns bright red. Face gua sha is much, much more gentle than that. It's done with a very small piece of jade that's just um, run very lightly over the surface of the skin. And this acts as a nice way to increase lymphatic drainage. And it also rearranges the collagen matrix under the skin. Because usually when we see a fine line or wrinkle, it's not that we actually have a deep wrinkle. It's that we have expression in our face. And therefore, after a while, of having repetitive expression, the collagen matrix under the skin starts to move out of the way to accommodate that expression. So gua sha encourages that collagen matrix to sort of fill in the gaps and then everything looks smooth. And I finish all my treatment with um, jade rolling and then as well as a little bit of a, a scalp massage. And then everyone floats out the door and feels amazing. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. You know, it, it's interesting for full disclosure, this summer I started doing um, facial acupuncture and I cannot believe the difference you know, for me, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be the first person to say that, you know, vanity is thy name. I mean, I think all of us, you know, as we're getting aged, we want to do it yeah. as proactively as possible. Um, but I had this one eyebrow that I just could not, it was clearly it's, you know, it's, it's aging process, you know, muscles weaken and, you know, gravity sets in. And so I've been able to keep my eyebrows elevated in a way that, you know, really makes a big difference in, in the way that my facial structure looks. Uh, and so all these things I, I you know, it, had I not run into a friend of mine, I would not have realized these were even options uh, locally, but I think it's so amazing. And, and certainly I love watching your Instagram feed and, and, you know, you're showing some of the, the procedures that you're doing on yourself, uh, which aren't scary at all. And I, I hope more people take advantage of it. It's a wonderful way to great, you know, to age more gracefully and, and to do it in a way that you're not injecting yourself with a lot of scary toxins, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I try to convey to my, to my patients, um, you know what young people can do? They can move their face, right? Have you ever seen, you know, a, a young person who has a frozen face? Absolutely not. So it's okay to have expression in your face. It's okay to be able to move your face. In fact, these same things were mentioned in the classical Chinese text that um, one should have, you know, as you get older, it's okay to have a little bit of slight creasing on the face because it means that you have that you have wisdom. But the goal of Chinese medicine is not to iron out your face and make it so that you can't move. It's to make you look like you on your absolute best day. So that's what we're trying to do here is just 
just give your body the extra boost that it needs to keep you looking and feeling amazing. I think that's incredible. And the other piece I want to make sure I interject is there's no judgment as to what people choose to do or not do. Um, I just think it's wonderful to introduce our listeners to uh, ways that we can do this in a non-invasive way, um, minus the tiny acupuncture needles, um, a, a very non-invasive way that can you know help you age more gracefully, as I said. I think that's wonderful. Right. Oh, for sure. Yes, it is wonderful. And again, no judgment at all. Um, I have many, many clients who, who use um, injections and fillers, and that's perfectly fine. Um, And what's nice is that this is a great um, complimentary piece to that. If you choose to go down that road, cosmetic acupuncture is not off the table for you. Cosmetic acupuncture, in a lot of cases, can actually make your your injections and your fillers last a little bit longer. And also, if you're looking to sort of come off of the the injections and the fillers, it can sort of smooth out that interim time when um, when the fillers starting to wear off and you notice it. It can it can really help you stay looking great through that time. And that's awesome. So how? frequently does someone need to come in for treatment? And I'm sure it varies by the person's goals and their particular skin and genetics and all that. But just on average, how often would someone come in for a treatment with you? Yeah, that's a great question. So on average, most people would need anywhere from eight to 10 consecutive visits in order to accomplish a particular goal. So for example, if someone comes in and they say, I have these 11 lines between my eyebrows and I would like for you to to smooth them out for me depending on their age and their lifestyle and how they take care of their skin, then they're going to need between eight to 10 visits about once a week in order to really get over that goal. Um, Some people take longer. And then again, I've seen great results in anywhere from three to five visits. So it really just depends on the person. Um, And then after you sort of go through your initial set of treatments, then, um, then we talk about maintenance. So some people like to come in once a month after their, their initial treatment period is done because they think it makes them feel really good and it helps, again, it's a total body treatment so they feel less stressed and they have better sleep and their digestion works a lot better. And then other people, you know, they just drop in and see me whenever they feel like it. The beautiful thing about this treatment is that it's so non-invasive that I have many, many clients who schedule an appointment with me right before a special event, right before a wedding or a party or um, getting some, per- some photos taken because it makes you look great walking out the door. So it just really, um, you know, there's, there's a various use for it. Got it. And, you know, the interesting thing is it, it's going back to what we first started talking about, which is this idea of empowering women to take charge of their health and the way that they look. And it seems like they do that and that leads them to you. But at the same time, having these treatments seems like it's making them feel even more empowered to go out there and take on the world or do whatever it is that makes them really feel more like themselves. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because again, if it's, if I were just to focus on the skin of the face, um, you know, and, and doing one little part of the body, then I feel like for me, I would really be missing what, what's left of it. And that came from my own experience of, of not having very good skin when I was younger. And, 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 I, and no one ever put the picture together for me. So that had a lot of detriment for me in my life. And I, I, I love just putting it together for someone so that they're like, wow, yeah, I, not only do I 
does my skin look really amazing? But, you know, I know that when I do this one particular thing, it's going to have a detrimental effect. Like, for example, like if I eat this particular food. Mm-hmm. So I know now, you know, to, to take that food out and I, and I can maintain my results a lot longer. And I think, you know, making those correlations, you know, the, the food choices that we're making and recognizing that when we eat or consume certain foods, we then see the byproduct of that, either positive or negative, uh, helps to reinforce, you know, why we choose or choose not to consume certain things. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. And um, I oftentimes walk my, walk my patients through a, a seven to 10 day exercise of a food journal where I have them write down not only everything that they eat, but how they sleep. Are they having any pain? How is their digestion? How is their mood? How is their stress? So that we can really sit down together and take a look at that and, and start to pinpoint what is the, what may be the dietary correlation between what you're eating and then how it's impacting the rest of your life, either in a positive or, or a negative way. And so many people, I think that you, you may not know that. So it's important to, it's important to have someone sort of do that exercise with you. Do you feel like your patients and clients are open to that, Dr. Bradley, or do you feel like it came out of left field as it did when you first saw your acupuncturist? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing. I get both. Um, I get some people who come in and yes, they're absolutely like I, they get the holistic picture and they're ready. They're ready to have, you know, someone take that deep dive with them and, and really put the picture together. And then others, I think it's, it's exactly where I came from, which is they didn't, no one's ever mentioned this to them before. So they're, they're either look at me like a little skeptically or, you know, not too sure, but you know, I see once, once we get there and once we do it, um, everyone is, everyone is very, very happy with, with, with things because information is, is empowering and, and everyone likes more information, especially when it's about, when it's about yourself. Yeah. And I think that there are so many ways now we can get that feedback if we're just willing to take it in and then do something with it. Um, yes. So if we can't see you on a regular basis, do you have any tips for finding a provider who does this sort of work um, in a very kind of reputable way? Absolutely. Yes, that's a great question. So like I mentioned previously, cosmetic acupuncture is more than just sticking a bunch of needles in the face. So the first step is to find someone who is an acupuncturist who has had specific and advanced training in cosmetic procedures. And that's as simple as just asking your provider and, and they should be able to tell you, you know, yes, these are the, the additional courses that I've completed. This is the additional training that I've had. Um, I always recommend that if you're looking for an acupuncturist, that you find someone who is nationally board certified and then go from there. Um, I'm, I'm always a fan of providers who offer a complimentary consultation and that would give you the chance to ask your questions about the sort of training that they've had in, in the cosmetic arena. Those are certainly great tips. I know it's, it's tough sometimes to navigate, you know, determining who is the best person to work with. And, and I would add on to, the, to your excellent um, comments is just someone that resonates with you. You know, do you feel a connection to someone when you meet them? Obviously, if you're going to be setting up a plan of care, you want to make sure it's someone that you feel like intrinsically understands what your goals are. 
Absolutely. Yes, that's, that's a really important part. That's, again, why I always offer a complimentary consultation to anyone who wants to come in. Um, you know, we just sit down for, for a few minutes and chat. And, you know, if I'm, not, if I'm not the person for you, that's fine. And I'm actually happy to refer you to maybe a colleague who I think would be a better fit. But I always think that we should, we should feel really comfortable with our provider because we're, you know, we're putting our, our health and, and our faces in, in their hands. So we should, we should find someone who, who we trust. Absolutely. Yeah. What tips do you have for an at-home routine that we could use kind of in complement to the acupuncture? That's a great question. Uh, I live in the desert Southwest where it's very sunny. So I always say, number one, find a sunscreen that you like and use a sunscreen. That, and, but this doesn't just apply to people who live in sunny climates. I think everyone should use a sunscreen. So that's going to always give you the best protection. So protect what you already have, because why bother with a, with a skincare routine if you're not going to protect it? Um, and especially using sunscreen more regularly and, and a better application on the left side of your face mm-hmm. and the left side of your neck, because we drive. So often I will see people in my office and the left side of the neck is more um, crinkly and has more laxity of skin than the right side of the neck. So number one, get that sunscreen on and especially give the left side of your face some love with it. Um, Number two, I think um, simple is really good. I I don't really recommend a lot of products because I don't think we actually need a lot of products. I think, you know, find a gentle cleanser that you can cleanse your face with at nighttime. Find maybe a vitamin A or vitamin C serum that you like, and then a moisturizer that goes with your skin. I love jade rolling, and jade and a jade roller is really easy to, to pick up. I know I sell them in my office. I'm seeing a lot of providers actually sell, um, sell them. Can, um, keep a jade roller in your refrigerator, and then it's really simple. Or you can just keep it in your desk drawer wrapped in plastic, and you run the jade roller over your face. It helps to encourage lymphatic draining and bring more blood flow to the face. And that's, that's a nice little massage that you can, you can give yourself. Cool. Um, so as I mentioned before, we got talking specifically about the facial acupuncture. You do have a lot of other types of information on your website. Can you tell us a little bit more about the types of things that you offer and how um, our clients, individuals, listeners can take advantage of that? Yes, I do. I, um, I also offer um, plenty of information and online um, courses about using food as medicine. So nutritional dietary therapy, again, grounded in this, in this ancient Chinese view of respecting um, individual constitutions. So for example, the types of food that are right for my body may not necessarily be right for your body based off of um, how, how Chinese medicine would view our bodies and our constitutions. So I offer courses and information on that. I, um, I offer plenty of information about how to improve your sleep and how to lower blood pressure and how to um, have less stress in your life. So I have a natural resource library on my website that you can sign up for, and I post nearly everything in there. And it's downloadable. You take it with you, and you have the information available right at your fingertips. That's great. And how can we access that? Just visit my website. I'm at ConstanceBradley.com. 
Awesome. Well, we thank you so much for being here with us today. And before we wrap up, we, we usually like to ask our guests if they have two tips um, that they would recommend for everyday wellness to our listeners. But I know that you have given us a lot of tips already. Um, is there, <laughs> yes. If you had to boil it down to just two things for them to do, what would you say those two things would be? Um, let's see. Okay. I think sunscreen. Got it. You got yep, your sunscreen. Got it. And, and then the other one is, um, is take, just take five minutes a day for self-care, whatever that means to you. If that means doing some meditation, if that means taking a quick walk, if that means, you know, calling up your best friend to say hi, just five minutes to do something every day that makes you feel really good about yourself. I love that. Such great tips. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to share all of your knowledge and wisdom with us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I really appreciate it. It's, It's always lovely, lovely to chat with you ladies. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You as well. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.